Married to who? Podcast, 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 podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple of couples watch Doctor Who for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are those couples, Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and our producer, Terry. This week, we're here to talk about Legend of the Sea Devils, written by Chris Chibnall and Ella Rowe, directed by Hallow Wang. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing that. Aired April 17th, 2022. Sam. Jake. What'd you think of this one? Um, it was good. It's nice to watch New Who again. <laughs> <laughs> well, strap in. It's going to be a while before we get to do that again. Cody? New Who is so much better than Old Who. <laughs> no. Infinitely better. Well, that's actually, that's not true. New Who is better than... Series one, Doctor One. <laughs> you just can't get over black and white and in a studio. Focus on the storytelling. Anyway, what'd you think of this one? Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's, um, Jake. Yeah. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jill? I liked it. I have some thoughts, but that will be probably more for later. But overall, I really liked it. I liked the story. I liked the... Who is that? Everyone okay? <laughs> no, Terry. we just all knew Jill had <laughs> thoughts. That was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for making you yawn, fellow <laughs> potters. I was trying to yawn real quiet. You're real bad at it. It was so loud. <laughs> it didn't even sound like a yawn. It's like a it's like a silent yeah. chuckle. I was stifling it. <laughs> I thought it was a laugh. <laughs> Anywho, I have thoughts to share later, but it was good. Alex, what'd you think? I really liked it. Uh the sea devils looked cool. Um, I also have a thought to think about, and it's the pirate queen. She's banging. Adoy. She is banging. She is very banging. Am I the only one who doesn't want their pirate kings and queens to be banging? I want them to be horrifying. You can be wrong, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Like, yeah, maybe pirates should be you scary, can, but like... You can have a bit it, of both. I'm, just trying to think if there's any, like, scary-looking women pirates in film or television. Like, they're always hot, right? Uh, Mistress Ching in Pirates of the Caribbean was banging in her own right, <laughs> but not banging towards our general bar of bangitude. You I know? need to bring up a picture I need to see. Yeah, was she scary? I can't remember. She's like, is a, this gonna be our seventy-year-old woman? Yeah, she's this fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You think you're a armada, just a, a pirate queen at twenty-three? Because fuck you, you're not. 
Uh, I guess oh, I'm watching One Piece, also, and there's there's scary women pirates in there. One Piece is uh. <laughs> Jake, sorry, this is no longer Doctor Who. This is now <laughs> podcast of pirates. It's now Disney movies. <laughs> oh, I already seen it. Terry, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. I, there were parts of it that I really liked, parts of it that fell through for me. Um, but it was it was good all around. Cool. Jake, what about you? Uh, I hated it. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. So sad. Go on. Yeah, now we're in the content part. Give it to us. This is the hate. Is That's where I thrive. I don't know if I, I want to just start with the negative. Well, end on the positive. Yeah, I don't have any negative. positives. Just, oh, no. <laughs> okay, so pirate podcast it is. Okay, so a lot of Chibnall's stories have the exact same energy and like the same beats and the same pace. And this just fell in line with all of those. Like, this could have been War of the Centaurians, Ascension of the Cybermen, Spyfall Part 2. Like, some of those might be good, or you might like them more than this, but, like, they all have the same beats and the same pace and the same feel and the same jokes. And, like, it just, there's nothing to differentiate one story from the next, and it, I just, like, really felt that watching this one. And it's supposed to be a special, and it just felt like another episode that could have been anywhere. Like, you know, the other pirate story we have, Curse of Black Pearl, or Black Spot, whatever. <laughs> could have All pirates, all day. Could have been this, like, same vibe. Like, it, there's nothing special about this special. It was 72 minutes long for no reason. For commercials. Yeah, yeah. I watched on okay. BBC America. But... This is the first time... That I've watched New Who with commercials, and that's a whole different feel. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will give it give you that point. Like it, it really didn't feel like a mega scale special. Like it could have. And just... it's the second to last story. Like yeah. this is <laughs> every Star Trek series with maybe uh, Deep Space Nine as being like a outlier. When when I was growing up, it was like. Oh, this is the last season of Star Trek The Next Generation. This is the last season of Voyager. And I would get so excited in those, like, this is the fifth to last episode, the fourth to last episode. And they were always just uh, just episodes. <laughs> they had nothing to do with the fact that it was ending and they weren't <laughs> going to, like, anywhere. And then the last episode was always like, okay, everything all at once. Here we go. <laughs> and it's just, it was such a bummer watching those, like, penultimate episodes and having nothing in them. And, it like, the show not sharing the excitement of the fact that we haven't seen an episode since New Year's Day. We're not going to see another one until October or November. And we're not going to see another one for a year after that. And I know they're shooting in COVID times, so there's going to be some concessions, but like lots of stuff shot in COVID times, man. Lots of stuff. thought that it felt very special like to me because of the CGI and the special effects and it looked like they spent money on this one, but that they could did. just be because we've been watching old Who. So I don't know <laughs> if my mind is just like tricked nah, because of that. I think or... this it was nice. One thing they spent it a ton nice. of money okay. on was that ship, like the yeah. Yeah. that set that they built was so huge. That alone made it feel special of an episode. Here's why it didn't feel special for me: 
is a ship is one big empty space. <laughs> and when you're shooting in COVID times and you've just like, oh, we built this big empty space. We're going to have two people way over there and two people way over here <laughs> and two people way over here. And, you know, pull your mask off just when I say action. <laughs> it's It just felt small. And I didn't want that. But I mean, and it's fine. Like some of my favorite episodes, like the season five finale uh, with Matt Smith, there's only four people in that story. And it's fucking awesome. Like you can make a great story with four people riding around a museum. It's just a different production team, a different showrunner, different writer. It It's hard to make something feel special with a small story, but you it can be done. And I haven't seen this guy do it. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, Jake's wrong. Oh, the last the last negative thing I'll say is um another one of the beats that I hate that he does is take a famous woman out of history and just say, "Hey, look, here's this famous woman from history." And then just nothing. <laughs> she she doesn't do anything. They don't teach us about her. She's just like, "Oh, here's a Ooh. nurse practitioner okay. or here's a British spy or but here's a Chinese about pirate this lady." Before, and yeah, they could have done better, but they can't teach you everything, so even bringing a name forward and allowing you to have the curiosity to go off and look it up. Right, but if you're not going to teach us anything, then do something with the character. Like, at least, like, a Chibnall story that it works in, um, Dinosaurs in a Spaceship. Like, Cleopatra's in there, and we're not going to learn, like, what really happened to Cleopatra or really anything about her, but uh, she does stuff in the story, and she's, like, <laughs> fierce and cool. Yeah, Mistress Ching, her whole family, quotes, crew members <laughs> were taken by somebody, and she had to get a ransom. And she's doing all this to yep, go... Yep, she stands by the sideline while the doctor does everything for her. <laughs> hey, she was fighting She was fighting in that big fight scene. Like, she's, she's a muscle. She's not like, she's not like a scientist. She's the muscle. When fight breaks out, she'll hammer it. And I will say, I spoiler, she is my favorite character in this whole thing, I think. I did write, not the worst Doctor Who sword fight. It was great. Not at all. It was absolutely amazing. Wait, of the Doctor or of <laughs> all Just the other sword, sword fight, fighting? Sword fights in Doctor Who. The Doctor lost her sword twice in one fight. Right. The Doctor's not a great sword fighter. I was surprised the Doctor even picked up a sword. Like, that kind of shocked me. I was like, oh, damn. Like... You're we fighting. just watched the Sea Devils, where the Doctor and the Master have a sword fight. Yeah, but that was that was old Who. Like Doctor killed people in old Who. Like not in this new Who genre. I love that we call it old Who. It's it's old Who. Well, she she might be referring to the fact that Matt from Neither Time Nor the Space refuses to call it classic Who because it sucks. Oh. <laughs> I tend to call it 20th century, 21st century Who, but there is stuff from, like, 2000 to 2003 that could be included in Old Who, so I, you know, it doesn't quite fit, but whatever. Anyway. Go ahead, guys. I'm going to start with the stupidest shit that I've ever seen in Doctor Who ever, which is not Yay. backed up by, well, as far as I know, it's not backed up by anything. When the doctor finally gets around to say, yo, yes, let's um, have a relationship. But she's like, but wait, I can't because my feelings will be hurt. 
Yeah. I'm pretty disappointed in that entire line. That? Like, hey, yes. Excuse me? Excuse me. Anyways, <laughs> I agree. I know he does not take people agreed with him lately. <laughs> there, through the history of this doctor, people have died. People have been kidnapped. People have disappeared. The doctor just leaves people on planets because they fell in love. None of that shit hurt. You can't peruse a relationship because your feelings are going to get hurt. Your well, feelings are fucking hurt <laughs> all the time. Perusing a relationship and having them, like, be friends is a little different. What's, it shouldn't uh, be. Or else she's fronting. Do we know how long since Capaldi Doctor and um, River we are from that? Because, like, is she still reeling from that relationship? Ah, who knows. I did like when she mentioned her wife. Yeah, yeah I, I was a different man back then. <laughs> yeah, like she's like, uh, "Hey, by the way, like if I were to bone down, it'd totally be with you." But like, I'm not into that kind of stuff. Uh, but two seconds later, I'm going to mention the fact that I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sam laughed at every dad joke. I liked how it was like this part of the story is the only thing I really cared about in the whole story, to be honest. Um, Same. Mm-hmm. I liked how she handled it the first time. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a great answer. I don't think it's a, like, it's not what we want to hear. I don't think it's what Yaz wanted to hear, but it's something. It's at least, like, acknowledging that there's yeah. something happening. It's reasoning, even if it's not good reasoning. And that's fine. Like, it can be like a, hey, let's live out what we have. Just know that, like, Yaz understands at this point that the doctor regenerates. Probably knows the doctor's regenerating soon. Like, she's going to understand that they she can't make a relationship work. So yeah. that's fine. I I was cool with that. But then when she brought it up literally two more times, <laughs> then I hated it. I was like, hey, just so you know, yeah, I just don't want to fuck. Let's go to the beach, but this isn't anything. We're just hanging yeah. out. Like, are, are we sure it wasn't like... Her hand, but are we sure it wasn't the other way? Like, she was going for a friends with benefits type of thing? Like... <laughs> Don't want to get too close, but like <laughs> every time she sees Yaz looking at her, she's like, "Ah, oh, this fucking chick, <laughs> get over it, dude." <laughs> For some reason, the uh, the song uh, "Let's Fuck Up the Friendship" just stuck in my head. Right, <laughs> that's that's what I thought she meant when she said, "Let's just live in the now." Like, yeah, I I think she's using that. Let's just live in the now and keep things how they are, because. We'll, we'll just stay exactly like this, stagnant, until you die or I leave you. <laughs> like, and this is what she's saying. But the words mean, like, oh, like, the future will suck for me because you'll be dead, but let's live in the now. Let's fucking bone down. Like, that's that's exactly what I thought she was saying. I was like, all right, here we go. And then I, I didn't get it. It was, a, it was a bad choice of words. It's kind of opposite of the Doctor and River. Like, the Doctor was willing to take time and spend her lifetime to just be together, and now, not. <laughs> it's, it's... Well, that's a little different. I'm, I'm going to go on a bit of a monologue here. That's different because he already saw her die. Like, he already dealt with it and knew she was going to die the whole time. I suppose. With this relationship, the Doctor and Yaz, like... Chibnall's whole run has kind of been an homage to the RTD era. And in School Reunion, like, David Tennant has this exact same conversation with Rose. Like, 
hey, it's cool that you like think I'm your boyfriend, but you're going to die one day and I'm going to move on without you. So like, no. And then, you know, they get around that by having another doctor be born. And then even in uh, in the, the next doctor, when David Morrissey's like, what about all those wonderful, sorry, someone's revving an engine outside my window. <laughs> I'm sure it's getting picked up. David Morrissey's like, uh, what about all those wonderful companions? Like, you're, you're all by yourself? And he's like, yep, I gotta be by myself. They break my heart. And they do, the doctors do understand these consequences. And the same thing happened with Matt Smith after the pawns left. Like, he just fucking quit and went and lived on a cloud until he was like, oh, that chick's really hot. Like, I guess, <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll do this. But it, so, I mean, it does, it does get addressed that, like, keeping these people and bringing them with does suck eventually but like there's only so long you can bounce around by yourself but i mean we've been say saying this the whole time with jody is that she's kind of like the at at an arm's length doctor like i want you yeah. around but you know just where i can reach you not any closer yeah and this is written like with without in original intention because of fandom kind of demanding it and Chibnall being like okay and just like it's not going to pay off the way the fans want and so I don't understand the reason to do it unless there's just like a full-blown makeout scene like Tenet and Rose then why? Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys remember the time the doctor punched a diamond wall a billion times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. think we're ever going to see anything that extraordinary again? No. Yes. Because, <laughs> well, RTD's coming back. RTD's coming oh, back, okay. and it's going to Sony production. Like, it's going to be insane what we're going to get later. Well, Bad Wolf's the production team. Isn't it owned by Sony? Yeah, well, like, kind of. But they're their own team, and they do a lot of good work and a lot of other yeah. stuff. I'm, they have, I'm they have a good relationship with HBO, so that'll be uh, good for the future of streaming purposes. I think they nailed the spirit of the, uh, oh, what the hell are they called? Sea devils? Like, they have just this endless bloodthirst for murdering humans, and they nailed it on the head. I felt they were super, <laughs> since we just watched the it's, classic, they yeah, were- it's the exact opposite of that. They were so, um, to me, they were very different from what we watched in classic, which made them feel like actual rogue pirate of their species. And I was like, oh, shit. This is getting intense, like more bloodthirsty, yeah. crazy dudes. How are they different? Because they, like, they're, uh, I don't, they I mean, were, they're, they're weren't wearing, bloodthirsty? Yeah, they're wearing clothes. They're uh, they, I don't know, they, they have, like, transportation. <laughs> like, they were, like, more <laughs> advanced and, like, not, uh, stuck to a specific spot. Did you spot. just fucking tell me they're peaceful? They shot their CD guns at everything that walked. <laughs> But they they were uh, being summoned. They were being tricked. They were being tricked. I mean, it's brought up in this, like, the doctor says, like, oh, the sea devils are peaceful. Like, why why are you doing this? Like, they, and I've seen people online complaining, like, oh, that's not how the sea devils would act. Like, this is clearly, like, a rogue sect of some kind. Like, it's one guy and his buddies that, like, took a pirate ship and put some like gravitrons on it or something <laughs> like it's it's clearly not all sea devils so like i 
I don't understand that argument. I think it's fine just to tell a story with some monsters. Now that I think about it, it's actually kind of like the um uh oh shit, what was the name of their what's what's the the Earth version of these guys' names? Silurians. It's it's like the Silurians where there was like the one general who wanted to kill every human, yeah. but like most of them were like pretty chill and be like, no, let's just work together. Yeah, and then just like dumb things keep happening to like keep furthering her rage. Yeah. No, I was super impressed by the the sea devils though. They they looked cool. They like that one had a cool voice and a cool effect when he talked. Um, yeah, I like that they didn't move the lips, that they man. did the kind of telepathic, yeah. or like the thing around his neck. And I, I watched it, I watched a little bit again today, and like the scene of the ship coming out of the the mist was so fucking cool, and I was blown away when I first saw it. I was like, oh shit, like, I said that out loud. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I have a complaint about the Sea Devils. It honestly looked like whenever they tried talking, they put them through some sort of Snapchat filter that would, like, distort the screen <laughs> to be bubbled out. And, like, I liked it when it tried breathing and stuff, but when it was talking, it, like, I would rather have them just had a hand up their mouth just to move the mouth. Like, I'd rather have a puppet type <laughs> of thing than this weird-ass filter over the top of it. It looked really weird. I agree it looked weird, but I like the effect because they weren't talking out of their mouth or even their throat. It was out of the little the little pendant thing. So it, which it, then know. even if they did that, don't even use the filter. Just have them move well, around or breathe. He was and breathing like don't yeah, he was put breathing. it over the mouth, but they did. But yeah. I like that they had that. It to me it reminded me of the ood of just having a oh, speech yeah. assistance thing for them. But even the ood, like their little tendrils would move. Okay. Right. You would you would think like in reality, if we saw hundreds of alien species, more than two would speak in a way different than just like through their mouths of their normal head that has two eyes and two ears and a nose. Yeah, they're they're probably gonna communicate through like a sixth sense that we can't even sense as human beings. Yeah, man. That's why we all need to drop acid so we can tune into it. (laughs) (laughs) Did they also get new uh, abilities? You mean teleportation, you mean? Yeah, of like walking through mist. Dude can misty step. Oh, that's the coolest shit. Yeah, like that's also horrifying that those He jumped 200 feet into his ship. (laughs) <laughs> like mist is no problem. Also true. Like, well, there's clearly, that, yeah. this one sea devil is not hampered by the burden of gravity <laughs> or physics. Like he just appears and reappears wherever he wants. Well, that's a teleporter. I can understand a teleporter, like a personal sized teleporter that's not yeah. set to a fixed spot, and he could just do it by thinking. Captain Jack, anybody? Well, yeah, but he presses a thing and it goes beep, boop, boop, beep, boop. And it goes, he, could have, he could have pressed the thing. We just saw the after. Like, we saw him when he was there. No, we saw the mist. He walked through the mist. <laughs> right, but we didn't see him activate the mist. I'm sure there are buttons galore. So many buttons. I, I just like to think he's uh he's like a rogue in D&D <laughs> with Misty <laughs> Step. Uh, another thing I didn't like is the opening village scene. Like, we needed 
I don't know, two more minutes with that village to give any kinds of shits that they were all dying. Yeah, the stuff kind of popped off real quick. And Chibnall's been good at it. Like, when when that woman dies in the witch finders. I know he didn't write that, but like when she's drowned, like the being around that village and seeing what's going on, like you care in the woman who fell to earth when that security guard dies, like we stop for a minute and show him like talking to his grandson on FaceTime. So that like when he dies, we're bummed out <laughs> and th these guys are just like, Oh, Hey, it's that woman <laughs> or there's a woman. She's going towards the statue. Well, goodbye, son. It's time for us all to die. <laughs> <laughs> Did that character have a name? Or did, is he Probably. just called the boy? No, he had a name. Eugene? Is it? No. Oh, no, I'm thinking Jen Hu. He's Who? the really old one. Ji Han. Ji Han. Ji Han. Sorry. <laughs> he, that's what it is. Sorry. Was it David? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jake. There's a character named David. <laughs> I can't think of who else it would be. Is that the Liverpool guy who got six lines on this one? Maybe that's why he had a British accent, because he was just named David. <laughs> Every Chinese person had a British accent, except for Pirate Lady. Madam Ching. Jihan, did he have a British accent? He yes. had an extraordinary oh. British accent. <laughs> he was the most British. The The British people were like, all right, buddy, calm down. <laughs> Anyway. Hey, so Dan says he's 42. Right. Oh, he I started to say that he was like 47 or something. John, John Bishop is 55 years old. <laughs> Come on, dude. He, he started saying 42 he's 47 and then like went down to 42 and I giggled the whole time. That was, that was a great, great joke. He's pretty, guys, he's pretty spry. The guy was like, you're 70. One thing I focus a lot on in TV and movies is the like the age discrepancy between the lead male and lead female in anything because it's ridiculous and anytime there is actually like an age-appropriate relationship it's crazy what were we watching the other day terry that amazon show oh what's it called um outer range yeah so we're, we watched the first two episodes of outer range on amazon and josh brolin is the male this isn't like old boy where um, Elizabeth Olsen is his love interest who's 30 years younger than him. <laughs> it was uh, Lily Taylor, Tyler, Lily Taylor, who's one year older than him, like a reasonable older couple relationship. And it never happens in movies and TV. So I looked up the woman who plays Di and she doesn't have an IMDb or anything or a wiki. But there there have been articles about her that, like, right when she entered acting, <laughs> so she's somewhere between 35 and 40. She's somewhere between 15 and 20 years younger than John Bishop, who's playing her love interest in this, and I hate it. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't have guessed that. I never really, I've never thought of their age difference before. I try making Terry watch the OC because it's the best. <laughs> and uh, in that, like the story focuses on like two sets of parents and their children. And like in both of the relationships of the parents, 
the men are supposed to have like met their wives in college, but they're all played by actors who are 15 years older than the women playing their wives. And the women playing the wives who all have children in high school are like seven years older than the kids playing their children. Yeah. It's like, oh, this woman, like, is 41 and has some lines around her face, like, or 37. Like, we, should, we better cast her as a 48-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I need Botox. Thanks, TV. <laughs> you ruined us. <laughs> Let's see. Um, The other thing people complain about, which... It happened so much in Doctor Who, I've given up giving a shit. Is the Doctor getting all mad when, um, the one one dude kills the Sea Devil, and then 25 seconds later, Dan kills six of them <laughs> with a sword? <laughs> I didn't like, even notice all, that. All just so he can make a joke about his mom. Like, it's, it's like Chibnall just forgot about the point he was trying to make. He's just like, oh, I got this joke about uh, Dan's tough mom. Like, so who cares how we get there? What was he? What was he was just swording him to death or what? Well, they like they uh, they approach Dan and Ji Hung. Is that his name? Ji Hun. Ji Hun, and uh, they're like, like, oh, what are we gonna do? And Dan just fucking swipes and takes them all out <laughs> with like two swipes. Oh, but that was with like the power sword, right? Yeah. Yeah. Swipe left. I'm pretty sure and it's just Dan's BDE's gotten this episode, <laughs> yeah. or maybe life, but just sick of Yaz constantly making fun of him. He's got all this pent up. Just he just <laughs> has to get it out. No, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe what was Ji Hong, uh, like saying "show no mercy." Like that's like okay, no mercy, <laughs> and then they just so kill I live everything. with these guys now. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the doctor. <laughs> I'm a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> So Dan coming back, I was that supposed to be a surprise? I'm not sure at this point anymore. He was in the trailer. Oh, okay. I was like, it's been so long since we watched the last episode that yeah, I he, didn't he left remember with that them. he left. Okay. Yeah, it the very end, like almost the last scene is like him and the doctor meeting for the first time <laughs> and being like hey you want to come with he's like yeah sure fuck this place my girl dumped me and i don't have a job because okay. i'm fucking useless there's another reason i was mad that die called them besides the fact that the actor's 15 years younger than john bishop is that dan is a born loser <laughs> like he does not deserve die he well, doesn't a have nice a job guy. oh he's super nice we got a lot of that but he, he's got nothing going for him. He's 55 years old. <laughs> and he's he lives a block and a half away from his parents. He doesn't have a job. And he can't feed himself. He well, doesn't have a house either. He also doesn't have a house anymore, yeah. Right, well, he, oh, yeah. it's fine. He hangs out at the museum all day just so he can use the bathroom. <laughs> Is this the first homeless person the doctor's had on the TARDIS? <laughs> <laughs> Asking the real questions. <laughs> Uh, Mickey was probably in various stages oh, of homelessness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget about Mickey. God, every time I think of oh, Mickey, Ricky. I immediately think of the scene where he gets eaten by the garbage can. Yes! That <laughs> literally came to my head, Alex. Like, when you mentioned it's first Mickey. episode, guys. First you remember episode, it yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's funny. Mickey the that idiot. character had a story arc. Yeah, that Nobody was else. a hell. For real. Like, he went from getting <laughs> eaten by a trash can to destroying uh, cy- cy- cyber cybermen. That's a Hercules story there. Zero to hero. And, and, isn't he hooking up with, uh, uh, Freema? What's her name? They got married. Not, got married. Yeah, wait, what is her name? Uh. Martha. 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 I was <sighs> like, Marsha? <laughs> It's not it. Yep. Just put be banging with it and yeah. you'll remember. Yeah. Mickey, I think Mickey won Doctor Who, actually. <laughs> now that I'm thinking I about it. love Mickey. Yeah. He's one of two characters who could never come back to the show. Yeah. There was a part I liked where... I have the parts I like. It's mostly the jokes. <laughs> well, mine, the thing I'm about to say ends in my favorite joke. Okay, I'll let you go first. So the Doctor and Yaz go back in time. To find out where the ship sinks. Yep, I have this one. Which, like, apart from the fact that that breaks all the rules of Doctor Who that they say all the time. Like, we can't do that because... It's not like anyone they dot, know dot, dot. is there. Right. Like, but how many times back? did the first Doctor, or the ninth Doctor, our first Doctor, say, once, like, now we're in established timelines, I can't go back across my own timeline? Jake. We're part of events one, now? The Doctor lies. Hey, I'm saying I like it. I'm saying despite the fact that it breaks all of these rules that are arbitrary, because every story you're writing, they can just be like, well, why don't you just, well, what what about this? You have to make dumb rules. So besides that, I really like that, because as I point out often, I like time travel in my time travel show. But it ends with (laughs) with my favorite joke, where they're underwater... They're getting, or they're talking about blah, 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 And then the doctor says, hey, we're forgetting something. And then he's, she smacks his ass and goes, no ship, Sherlock. I <laughs> laugh so hard at that one. So good. It is really good. So I have a question. Why why can't they go back in time? What's What's the problem with that? There's no problem with it, except that in Doctor Who, they repeatedly find reasons for why they can't do exactly what they did in this. But all they all they did in this <clears throat> was find a historical marker of when something was spotted and went to it. And that's pretty much the whole premise right. of Doctor Who. Like, they just that, go that to up, historical that events. As a, that goes up as a possibility of something they can do. And what the Doctor always says is, we're part of events now. We can't travel along the timeline of these events. Which is bullshit, because they do it all the time when they want to for the story. So I, it's guess, just... I guess I view that as, like, separate events, though. Like, they just needed to find out where it sank, so they went there. And then now they're on the... And then they go back to their, their normal stream, and yeah, it's yeah. a whole different event with these sea devils. But, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I'm I'm all for it, too. They do it in um, Donna's Christmas special. They do it in hide where they go back in time and take a picture of the ghost every hundred thousand years for a million years like it happens when the story wants it all right keep going when they first well when the doctor first met the sea devils and has the line of what would you like to be called and they want nothing to do with her so they just say where is it and she goes, Mr. Where is it? Lord, where is it? That was good. <laughs> I also love that one. All the bad jokes. I was just living on them. I, I just have a note that says scissoring is imminent. 
jeez. She took her to the beach, of course it is. Uh, the beach is where he apparently leaves his, or her, the doctor leaves their companion. R.I.P. Rose. Bad Wolf Bay. <laughs> Peace, bitch, I'm gonna travel the stars. Here, have have a knockoff me, good luck. <laughs> Basically a flashlight. <laughs> Who's the clone? Jill, what were your thoughts? Save us. This might be irrelevant <laughs> at this point, but I liked how the team like came alongside the people in the story and like assisted them in making it happen instead of like taking over or I don't I don't know. I I liked the part that they played in bringing everything together. Like solving I like Dan being part of the Pirate Queen's crew. Yeah. Like, like, just leave him there and let's have some big finish spinoffs. Dan and the Pirate Queen. Like, I also <laughs> liked the whole Pirate Queen and Ji Hung coming together. Like, I mean, it was probably expected and predictable, but it was nice. Like, there were a lot of just nice parts of the story. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. I've... A lot of people are saying, because of the timeline of this, like, this is where the regeneration was supposed to be in the calendar year. But the BBC asked Chibnall and the team to do another special for the centenary, which is in the fall. So they pushed the regeneration back to there. A lot of people are saying this is basically the same concept they were going to use for the regeneration like maybe sea devils were added later but it was going to be a lot of the same beats of the story and i don't i don't think that's possible okay <laughs> like, that's, this is that was my other point sort of about the story alex and jake and i talked about this a little bit so uh, a little bit preemptive conversation that it did just feel like another episode so it really surprises me to hear that this would have been a regeneration story Right. Because it's really just average. Like, it it feels like... It's not even, like, the beginning or the end of an arc. It's, like, smack dab in the middle, where you're like, oh, that's a good watch. But there's not really anything to grasp right. on either side of it. Yeah, so and that was a little definition disappointing. definition of filler episode. Right. If it still would have been, like, having the uh, I want to be with you but can't be with you conversation in the same episode as the regeneration, I honestly would have been very angry about that well i think that was added later okay. because chibnall had no intention of writing this relationship into it it was just fan reaction that so like this was all written long before he decided to do that i think the other big clue is that there's a co-writer on this there's no way chibnall would have a story a regeneration story co-written by somebody so maybe this had a lot of the beats, and he brought on um, the co-writer whose name is Ella Road. There's He could have just brought her on and be like, hey, I got this story. Uh, can you turn it into just a standalone? And uh, hey, sea devils are cool. Why don't you try using those? Or maybe she was like, yeah, I'll do that. Hey, could I use the sea devils? And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. Maybe that happened. I think what's more likely is that this is one of the stories that got kicked when they had to uh, 
where they had to reduce Flux from 10 episodes to 6. That this was maybe a standalone Ooh, episode yeah, in the middle makes, of Flux. Yeah. Maybe it was part of Flux. And then when they had to... they And then the plan was to do two specials. A New Year's special and a regeneration. And when they had to do another one, they're like, well, let's grab this story, rework it so that it's a standalone and not part of Flux, and then put in some of this, like, you know, reaction to Flux, reaction to the relationship. You know, that seems a lot more likely than the other way around. Maybe this, this lady had this story fully written and fleshed out, and then Chibnall had to co-write to... To take, make it work, make changes, in this make it work, make it in the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see we, that. We do know there were four stories dropped from the flux season. That's interesting. More flux, more flux. <laughs> well, I think they were standalone. Like I think what they did was like, okay, we're gonna just do six, and it's gonna be one continuous story. I think it was gonna be like maybe a two part opener, two part finale, and you know some connectors through the season. Like, you know, the beginning and ending of episodes might have some flux stuff, but the stories in that middle would be, you know, standalone stories. You know, like every RTD season. We're too far in. I can't remember who wrote what and who does what anymore. RTD did the first, or (laughs) did all of Eccleston and Tennant. It's too much. I can't, can't remember. (laughs) That's okay. Well, once we get to the end of the podcast where we've watched everything, we'll just start over. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, then we'll be showing your kids Doctor Who for the first time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pod Babysitting baby who? Babysitting who? Pod baby one self-aware of his own birth in a podcast. <laughs> Pod baby one the other day asked to watch the Daleks. Yes. And by the time we figured out, like, a story and, like, where the episodes were, he was over it. He's like, no. YouTube, Dalek cartoon, five-minute episodes. Pretty easy. It took me, like, 30 (laughs) minutes to find out that was on YouTube, but we did eventually find it. Oh, if only you had a friend who knows everything about Doctor Who that he was just a text away. Weird how that friend never answers his messages. Ooh, you message me to Discord. I don't get notifications for Discord until like half an hour after the messages. True. Get fucking roasted. Text me like a grown-up. Turn, Married turn to your Discord who? notifs on. Married to who, colon, whose children. <laughs> hmm. Can, can we pass children them around? Children of time. Ooh, Children of Time. There you go. That's uh, the name of the third Torchwood season. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But like Married to Who, colon, Children of Time Redux. And then we just redo everything that we've done. (laughs) Oh my god. You guys don't have to do it. Just be me and the pod babies. (laughs) Perfect. uh... Jill, Alex, hurry up and pump one out and we'll get them involved. that's, uh, that's That's like a free hour and a half babysitting just randomly throughout the week. Hell Man, yeah. Our our friend Matt, his girls during COVID burned through all of Doctor Who and the oldest of them, I think now they're 14 and 8, eight 14 and 9, something like that. But beginning of COVID, they were like 12 and 6. The older one had seen Doctor Who and liked it because her mom's a fan. 
and they watched all of Doctor Who in like a month. Oh my god! So, I was so mad because I just wanted him to like record, like have them watch one season and just be like, "Hey, this is what I liked, and this is what I didn't like," and blah blah blah. And then we could have put it on here, and would've that would have been, cool. been neat. Yeah. The older one did start following us on Twitter, so uh, hopefully she's not listening because we're gross. <laughs> <laughs> she probably gave up. She listened. She's like, this is bad. Oh, these assholes. God, God I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. She likes Doctor Who, so. Hey. <laughs> well, her mom's an Anglophile. She only watches British television. I really liked the uh, giant fish giant sea monster that thing was fucking awesome i wish there was more of that i was trying to think like did they ever deal with that thing or is it just out there now (laughs) yeah it's almost like they didn't write it very well yeah (laughs) yeah and like is that part of the sea devils it's their kraken man but like so is we're, it bad for the sea We're devils? a bunch of people. We have technology. How come we don't have giant monsters to fight people for us? Like, <laughs> let's make a giant human monster and have it go fight in Ukraine. <laughs> Just start wiping Russians all over the place. <laughs> There's always somebody with a poster board that says you can't chimera that. Ah. Uh, I don't get it. It's a ch- chimera is like a graft of multiple animals' DNA into a single creature. I think Can we just make a giant human monster? Watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and then cry when you get to that episode. Oh no! We we did make a giant human monster. It's Tucker Carlson. Oh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Another thing I didn't like about this episode um, was that the kid had the keystone the whole time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, had like, they had they spent more time in the village, we would have maybe picked up on that like foreshadowing yeah. before everything dropped. But like, yeah. I just I hated that surprise. Like, oh, and it randomly glows orange, and then what do you know? It's glowing orange. Just like, well, Jesus Christ! Like, what? So I didn't like I that. Didn't and hate then that. at the end too, like when like the thing needs to be held together. And then Ji Hun shows up and is like, "I will hold it. You go run to freedom." It's just like. Ugh, couldn't he have died and then Dan had to do that so he wouldn't have to have Dan anymore? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Terry, are you okay? But, I don't know, I just... Ah, I got it, but at the same time, it's like, well, that was convenient, he just happened to be there, and like, oh, I've got this thing, no problem. Well, and it's so convenient, because he was technically dead already, so... <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to be sad. Right. But it's, you know, bringing up again stuff that uh, that Chibnall does over and over again. It's the same thing as the ending of uh, Ascension of the Cybermen, or the Timeless Child- Children, when um, uh, Sir Barrister just shows up. He's like, don't worry, I'll push the button, you can leave now. And she's like, cool, bye. But the costumes, the Doctor looked awesome. I wish she wasn't wearing the same pants. It was the same, like, cut of, like, height style, but it was all just part of the outfit. I hated that Dan stayed the same the whole way through. It's like, we got the joke right away, but then it's like, remove something or whatever. Like, just go down to the shirt. Like, that'd be fine. And then we wouldn't see you as a clown the whole time. 
Oh, that's why you hate Dan. Too many clothes on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see that rock hard bod underneath? Yeah. You know he's got a hairy chest. He's got to. Oh God, yeah. Let's let's see some of that unkempt nonsense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's the but... story of Terry's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, a Terry I don't know, story with the talk earlier of how. Um, like, yeah, as in the doctor of Doctor, and like, gosh, I wish this was going on forever. And like, Yaz never really going, like, fighting for it. She's just like, oh, I guess. Like, I'm angry at her for that, of just like not even sticking up for what she wants. She's just like, well, I guess, okay, I won't bother to try to fight for this. Um, right. I guess I'll just follow you around for 50 more years yeah, until I die. Like, oh. <laughs> and just never be happy. Yaz, please. No. Um, but I'm now just thinking of, like, the next episode, like, with the regeneration, like, I'm gambling in my head of just, like, gosh, is Yaz gonna, like, survive through this and be, like, another Clara of, like, oh, I've got a new doctor? Or is Yaz gonna, like, no, sacrifice herself no. and die? I don't think Yaz is gonna die. I think the doctor will sacrifice herself for Yaz. She's going to sacrifice herself. Oh my god, please <laughs> go on. No, everybody be quiet. Please go on. And then they'll get a... The... <laughs> I just remembered what you were doing. Um, I, I think she'll get like a goodbye. And she'll get dropped off and the doctor will regenerate. Remember when we used to guess what was going to happen on the episodes? No. Just based on the title? And by we, I mean Cody. <laughs> and there's always a cave. <laughs> yeah. So is is Yaz becoming uh, not banging? Because like she's not like doing her own thing. She's not sticking up for what she wants. Like, I don't know. Because at least, you she's know. She's becoming a sourpuss. Like we, uh, we talked about Freema. And her character at least knew, like, well, you're never going to love me, so I'm just going to tap out because I love you and I can't deal with it. Like, right. that, that was such I'm a baller live my move. Life. Yeah, that was a yeah. baller move. I think Yaz is, like, in the phase of, uh, like, unrequited love, of like, puppy love type of thing of just, like, God, I love you. I can't let you out of my life. But she, like, doesn't have the backbone or the drive. She's really confused about what the hell is going on. And Dan's not helping the situation at all. Um, that she, I don't think she knows who she is anymore unless she gets an answer from the doctor that's clear and solid. None of this, like, I can't, but I want this forever. And just like, I think she got a pretty clear and solid answer. Not really, no. <laughs> we're not, we're not gonna fuck, but hey, I wish we could. Let's keep doing this. All done with cryptic skipping of stones. If they skipped any more stones in this episode. <laughs> Your limit's two. I was two gonna is lose the most it. you can take. It wasn't two. It was not even in one sitting. They did it at more than one sitting. How many <laughs> stones you gotta throw? I get it. You can throw stones, okay? Sounds like someone can't throw stones. I can't, okay? <laughs> I might be slightly offended. <laughs> That's hilarious. I actually really loved the like opening, throwing stones, closing, throwing stones. Yeah, I take that, Sam. You and your disability. It's bookends, Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was real neat. 
Hey, guys, want some tweets? Yes. Yes, please. You would think that this episode killed a puppy. Oh, <laughs> I would no. think. What? With some of these fucking tweets. It's great. <laughs> so they're on um, your side, huh? <laughs> James, son of Nicholas Courtney at Mr. J. Courtney, says, You thought the masks were bad before. Well, they're somehow worse now. I cannot remember the plot of this, so I can't really add any more. <laughs> Wait, the master was what? Masks. Masks. The sea devil masks. Oh. I... He likes the old ones better. Hey, okay. speaking of masks, sure. what about the fishnets? I feel like that improved. <laughs> yeah, the sea devils look great. I think it was a lovely design. We talked about it last week. I feel like they should have done like an ode to the sea devils and like made them look more fishnetty to be they made closer. them look pretty fishnetty on those bring vests a, bring up a picture i want to see again <laughs> full naked no I we want... talked about this it wasn't release, fish. release that seas devil <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> alex somebody help him <laughs> you guys okay out there <laughs> there's a podcast i used to listen to i can't even remember what it was but uh they would like oh no it's <laughs> I, I still listen to it sometimes but they used to do this uh my brother my brother and me where it's like an advice show <laughs> and people but funny so people would send in questions and whenever it was like oh i'm really nervous about this date i have like how what what should i do and their answer is always go naked day one <laughs> 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 whatever the circumstance was it's always just go full naked <laughs> all right Ode underscore Ali at Ode underscore Ali says, I think I must be in the minority because I enjoyed this one. Was it the best it could have been? No. Was it slightly generic? Yes. Was it bad? No. It wasn't the best it could have been, but I still enjoyed it for what it was. We finally got that conversation between the Doctor and Yaz, which was long needed. Jody and Mandip really sold the relationship well, and you can feel the emotion from both of them. Dan, again, didn't really do much except for comic relief and to push the plot forward. Seeing the Sea Devils again was always going to be good. But a lot more could have been done with them, not just as a generic army. I don't mind using them as a generic army. Madam Ching was a nice addition and subverted what I was expecting, giving us more than a generic villain. And the next time trailer, it's ridiculously exciting to see what's coming. I can understand why people didn't like this so much, but I did, even if it could have been better. Ooh, I don't think I yeah. watched the next time trailer. Oh you did when we God. watched it. I paused it and pointed. Oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> it's got two 80s companions in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. And it's going to have uh, Kate Stewart. It's going to have the Master. Both bearded and not bearded and clean shaven. Uh, let's see. BT flipped a gig it at your cool 91. Sam. Greetings, you're cool. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> a poorly directed, plot-heavy, but somehow plotless mess. Madam Ching deserves better than to get nothing to do and then shoved aside in favor of, of a fictional man partway through. I agree. <laughs> the Doctor once again looks like a hypocrite when she's mad at Jinha for killing one sea devil and then turns around and tells Dan to kill a bunch of them if he needs to. The Thasmid parts are sort of something, but even even though the Doctor opens up slightly, it still feels like that subplot is spinning its wheels. Delete this special, and nothing of value would have been lost. Pointless. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. 
<laughs> no. Uh, but I still liked like, it. It was nice to have. <laughs> it was nice to have an episode to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Sonia at uh, Zabrazu says it was fine. Not very special, but I had a fine time with it, and I thought Jody and Mandip did some good work. I thought the costumes were lovely. Agreed. Man, I'm st- I'm still stuck on the last one. Like I, I think that could be said about a lot of episodes of Doctor Who, though. Like I suppose if it's supposed to be a but special, this is a special. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it should feel special. And but, they, like uh... this is how I felt when, um, shit, what was that called? Planet of the Dead came out. The, the last time there was an Easter special. Because it's like, oh, this is... David Tennant's not doing a, a fourth season, but he's going to do a year of specials, and it'll end with him regenerating. And this is the first one, and it had been such a long time. And it was like, the first story that was airing here in America, like, the same day, or maybe it was the next day, but it was, like, really close. And so it was, that was super exciting. And it was just absolute shit. <laughs> and... At least they traveled to Dubai and shot in the desert. So, And it was the first episode shot in HD. So there were parts of it that felt special, but it was pretty lame. All right. Uh, the boys over at the Who Can Convince You podcast. I don't know if it's Harry or Luke that runs their Twitter, but uh, they say very disappointing. <laughs> so you don't have to listen to their episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Doctor Who show at the DW show. Um, these are some Australians. Uh, I think Rob uh, runs their Twitter. David Kitchen is the other one. I think he just uses his own Twitter. They say, line it up against the penultimate stories of all the modern doctors, and it's not even on the same spectrum. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> So, before I move on, I did do that. <laughs> I looked up, or I didn't really need to look it up, but the other penultimate episodes for the Doctor. So, for the Ninth Doctor is Boomtown, where, like, Margaret the Slovene comes back, and they have to decide if they're going to, like, take her to her death. A little unfair, because they, the season wasn't originally planned to be Eccleston's last season. But uh, I really like that story. It's it's kind of a Marmite one. David Tennant's penultimate episode, Water, Waters of Mars. Everyone loves that. Uh, Matt Smith's penultimate episode is the 50th anniversary special. Everyone loves that. Peter Capaldi's penultimate episode is the one where Bill turns into a Cyberman. That two-parter, everyone fucking loves that. So yeah, tough. They go on. A poorly edited, badly scripted, oddly directed, visually weird mess of a thing. Oh my gosh! Most of fandom had high hopes for it, too. Terrible. And then, um, they get responded to by someone called Cancel Dad 96.5%. Um, basically saying Doctor Who has lost its way. And I think they're still having a conversation that we're tagged in. Do you think... When the doctor changes, and if it goes back to a male, and if people like it again, it's just going to have ruined all of this? No. There are a lot of fans of this era. A lot of people are starting with this era. A lot of people did come to the show because there's a woman doctor. 
I think a lot of assholes would be more assholey if there was a male doctor and the ratings went up, which I don't think would happen because of just the nature of TV. Like, I don't think Doctor Who's ratings are down because it's bad. They're down because everything's down. People don't watch TV on TV anymore. And maybe they'll go up with Russell T. Davies and another woman doctor just because Russell T. Davies is better than Chris Chibnall, which I don't think anyone's debating. Mm-hmm. Um, and by I mean a better television writer. Or maybe just a better Doctor Who writer. Just a better person in general. Just <laughs> all around nicer guy. I want to know from our listeners, are you all okay? Like, nobody <laughs> found any joy in this episode. Right? What happened None, none in of the these last... people actually listen to our podcast. They just wanted to bitch about are, this episode. Apparently, oh. are any of these people Doctor Who fans? Or... What can they, we they do? They bitch about with the same fury that I bitched. Should we send you chocolate? I don't know. <laughs> Something's not It's right. American chocolate, so it's um, extra sweet. Oh. I think the Australians <laughs> have just been down on this whole era, which is fine. I've been down on most of it, too. But we try to focus on the fun. We're not analyzing in the same way as other people. Like This is more of like a hangout podcast where we're all just goofing. Some of, some of the serious talking head Doctor Who podcasts I stopped listening to a long time ago because it's just not what I'm interested in. Like, just real serious Doctor Who fans being real serious about Doctor Who. Uh, you know, gets old after a while. I can feel that. But I do listen to a podcast called Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey to young women who... Uh, are just like super fucking woke <laughs> and they're watching all they're watching like Eccleston's season or I'm listening to them watch Eccleston's season and it's just like we love Doctor Who but here's everything wrong with it <laughs> that we could find here's every sexist and racist and it's fun but uh it's great they they followed us on Twitter this week and I was already listening to their podcast woohoo yeah People didn't like it. There was one thing I wanted to point out. Like, the the writer of this, she is a playwright. She hasn't really written television before. She's contracted to do two episodes of another show. I don't know if that's come out yet. But, like, at the time she was contracted to write this, she hadn't really done it. The director for this, I can't find anything about them. <laughs> like, I... I don't know where. Let me see. I, I do want to pull this up. Bear with me. Rawr. Terry. Sorry. Go outside. No. Close the door. No. Put your key under the mat. No. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's a Chinese director, a younger person. Um, based in London, has directed five shorts, and then this Doctor Who special. And Chimno's been doing this for his whole tenure. He hires a lot of people of color, a lot of young people, for both writer and director positions. 
I think it's great. I think he's hired some really amazing directors, and there have been some fantastic looking episodes of Doctor Who. But, like, there's a lot of really good... I'm sure he wanted a Chinese director because they're dealing with a Chinese cast and Chinese story. There's a lot of Chinese directors that are fucking awesome. And I, I don't get hiring someone who's never done anything before. And I, I think this episode, I think the Australian guys, I don't agree with a lot of stuff they say a lot of the time, but I do think this is badly directed and badly written. I am not an expert at directing nor writing, so I'd never really have a, unless it's really bad or really noticeable. You can tell when it's good. It should be good. Like it's <laughs> BBC's like flagship show. They make so much money on licensing this show around the world. Like, we used to get fucking Rachel Talley, and, you know, during the same season as, uh, fuck, guy whose name I'm blanking on. Anyway. Hey, Sam. Hey, Jake. Who's your MVP? Oh, shoot. (laughs) Um... Can you come back to me? Hey, Cody. No. No. You make me go every damn time. There was no song. I didn't even have a chance to think about it during the song. There's never a song anymore. (laughs) Alex, you want to give me the MVP song? Nope. Alex, who's your MVP? It's the, uh, the pirate lady. She's great. Special shout out to the uh, costuming and uh, CG departments, though. Crystal Yu played Madame Ching. She was great. Mm Mm-hmm. Jill? Oof. I'm gonna go with the CGI. For the ship? Who'd that be? Visual effects were done by a company called DNEG. Okay, so did they also do just, like, the general, like, like on the regular ship, like on the Madame whatever lady's ship, there was just, like, cool effects going on. So all the effects are done together, I'm assuming? Not always. A lot of times, like, if they have one big effect, like, let's say, the big fish, like, maybe they'll hire a a whole different company just to do that. That happens a lot. But they tend to have, like, a company that does all their little, like, just visual effects and, you know, coloring and all that stuff. Okay, but also, um, I list, or when I watched it again, it was more passive, and the sound effects throughout the whole thing were amazing. So, I think I'm actually giving it to sound effects. Sound designer, Harry Barnes. Yep, definitely (laughs) Harry. But, some shout-outs to the Foley artist, Gareth Reese-Jones. Need a good Foley artist. Sam, who you got? Uh, I talked about it earlier in this episode. I'm gonna go special effects. I really did think that they were great. It looked really good. Okay, well, let's say... VFX supervisor Dave Bannister and visual effects producer Ashlyn Hardy. Let's get a lady in there. Cody, who we got? My MVP is CGI. 
obviously. I go to them a lot, and the CGI here was really good. Some of it. Most of it. I'm going to go... I I don't think costume is the same as, like, creature design. But Ray Holman is the costume designer. He's awesome. He's been doing Doctor Who for a long time. But he... I I think everyone's costumes are awesome. I think uh, Madam Ching's outfit's really cool. Uh, I think the Sea Devils, apart from just, like, the effect of their faces, like, uh, their costumes are cool. So, yeah, Ray Holman, he's the man. Is that everybody? Terry, who's your MVP? I am also going with Ray Holman. I thought everyone, with all of the time periods that he had to pull from for all of this, it worked out really nicely. Ray Holman. Hey guys. Hey guess Jake. What we're doing, guess what we're doing for next time. Oh, Watching no. six episodes of garbage. Is it six episodes? It's six episodes. <laughs> and it's real bad. <laughs> but I think we could have some fun with it. It's called The Web Planet. It's the first doctor. I've it's heard Barbara. Of this before. It's Ian. It's Vicky. They're on a planet. There's some webs. I was hoping that I was working that night. I'm not. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll rearrange the schedule to get you in. Don't worry. <laughs> Alex, do the song. <laughs> this has been Married to Who, our episode on Legend of the Sea Devils. If you'd like to participate with us on our Twitter, so you can do so Married to Who pod. Uh, if you want to hang out on our Instagram, you can do so Married to Who on behalf of myself, Jake, Cody, Sam, Jill, Alex, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for the Web Planet. <laughs> 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 <laughs>